Hey friends, Rachel here. Thanks for tuning in. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. And if you've been along since the beginning, thank you for supporting the journey with my daughter and I. She sounds like me started off as an audio time capsule during this crazy time, and it has turned into so much more than that. An incredible community, both online and IRL, of people committed to having deeper conversations with our kids. And for that, I'm super grateful. Be sure to pop over the show notes and find some links on ways you can connect with all of us. Today's episode is special as we continue the conversation with Black Voices, elevating theirs as we do our own, and bringing to light some very important topics for kids with our friends and partners at A Kid's Book About. If you aren't familiar with the publishing house A Kid's Book About, go online and check them out right now. You can find them at akidsbookabout.com, and they have also started their own podcast. So make sure you check them out and subscribe to their show as they help us all navigate some really big ideas that we need to be having with our kids, and sometimes it's hard to do, and they, they help springboard those conversations. Today's episode is just one of those, one of the many. You're welcome to back up and hit some of our previous episodes as we talk about a kid's book about systemic racism with author Jordan Theory and many, many others along our show. So thank you for being here with us. And before we kick things off, I just want to tell my husband who's listening that, as usual, I've incorrectly used a word, and I've even incorrectly cited the definition of the word antithesis later in this episode, so you can get a big kick out of that in a minute. But now I know that it is the person or thing that is the direct opposite of someone or something else, which is really us, babe. So... How ironic is that? Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.com. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. Hi. Hi. Hey, we're, hi, we're talking to Nikita Simpson today. She is the incredibly oh. talented author of a kid's book about emotions. Uh, and we're super glad she could join us today. Yes. I'm so glad to be here. It's Good. Uh, a little overcast and gray, but still pretty sunny and bright here in Portland, Oregon. And I'm well, so jazzed. It's snowing here. Some- 
Is it snowing in Atlanta? It's kind of, it's a little flurry. So we were feeling you on Portland, thinking you were going to have like this winter, winter drear going on. But um, I'm glad to see you're bringing the sunshine to us from Portland today. Thank you so much for being with us. So this weekend, we had an opportunity to read your book, which is something near and dear to our hearts, because I think Asylum does a pretty good job of explaining her emotions. I think that we have a good... You do a great job of using your voice to explain what's going in in your heart. Mm-hmm. How, what are some of the words that you use to describe emotions? Monster. Monster. Nikita used that in her book, didn't she? Uh-huh. Sometimes it feels like a monster. Mm-hmm. What else have you used to explain your emotions? Lover ball. Lover balls. <laughs> Sometimes when she's so joyous, she feels like there there's like lover balls inside. So oh. I don't know if you can describe emotion that way, <laughs> but I think she does a good job at that. I love that. That's a new one. I usually go for bubbles, but I've never heard of that one before. I'm going to have to put that in my mental list. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Bubbles. Can you be bubbly and sparkly, have sparkly emotions? <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> For sure. So we were reading your book and we came across so many great ways to really express our emotion. And one of the ways that you've offered children to be able to do that while they're reading this book is through art and literally coloring it in from the cover to the inset. And Sila, I know you really enjoyed that, right? Uh Uh-huh. What what did you use to color this book? I used like gel glitter pens. I used crayons, markers, flare pens. Was it fun to color on a hard copy book like this? Like yes. it's kind of like breaking the rules a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not something you see every day. You don't always see this. Right. So did you That's get true. this inspiration from being an artist or being an art lover yourself? Or what drew you to allowing this to be part of your story? You know, it's really funny that you ask that because when we were workshopping the book, uh, and it usually happens with the a kid's book about team, Jelani approached me and was like, I have a crazy idea. I'm like, I don't even know what it is, but I'm sold. Right. There's no idea that it's too that's crazy. how he rolls. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And he asked, just because I work in advertising, I come from a design background after studying that in school. He wondered if I'd be open to making this a coloring book. And it just makes so much sense. Most of my life is tinged in color. Um, I'm a color fanatic. I love monochromatic or color organized things. Um, and it just felt like a really great and natural hand in hand pairing to take the time to take your emotions, try to color them in, in a way that didn't feel traditional. And it also was inspired by how I always doodled in books more than I doodled or made notes in my notebooks anyways. (laughs) And it felt like a really great opportunity to express yourself in a new way. So why not make it a coloring book? It was definitely inspired by art and seeing how different artists take their feelings and put it on a canvas or on a piece of paper or in a coloring book and shared how they felt. Yeah. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. I think you find a lot of similarities in that too. Isla uh-huh. does a lot of art herself. so A lot of it. And we are super drawn to that. So she's got a couple of questions for you. You want to take the next one? Sure. So what you were just talking about, about how why you made it a coloring book, it sort of answered this next question. But 
Why was it important to write a kids' book about emotions? Thank you for that, Sila. I think it was important to write a kids' book about emotions because I thought a lot about my experience with my mom.、Mm. She wanted to make sure that when she was a parent, she gave her kids a better experience that she had than when she was a kid. And part、I、of that、relate. was, <laughs> oh yeah, can, she can relate. <laughs> I can relate. Yes, <laughs> thanks, I. That's awesome, and I'm pretty sure you understand that parenting is not easy. She had me when she was also growing up herself.、Um, she and my my dad were understanding how to raise this audacious, spunky young black girl in the world, and my mom also recognized that she wanted to really cultivate a strong relationship with her daughter. So. She found different ways to encourage me and to channel all of the extroverted feelings, all of the sensitive nature that is me, since I am a sensitive little love bug,、mm. and find creative ways to talk about them. Find thoughtful ways to talk about my day. If I was feeling really upset and we were mad at each other, we talked it out. Maybe we took a break and we caught up over lunch when I was in school, and she would bring me some sack lunch or. Maybe we would wait until dinner, and we would get to a really tough conversation before we went to bed to make sure that we weren't angry before we went to sleep.、Uh, that was super important for me to understand myself as a human, as a person,、um, understanding my identity by sifting and learning through my emotions. And I thought that was so valuable. And when Jelani was talking about all the different catalog of books that he wanted to make, I thought it would be so important. To make sure that kids felt encouraged and not scared to talk about their emotions, and to bring grownups into the conversations too, so that way grownups also remember that kids are people that have really complex lives, and they should feel comfortable asking the right questions and making a safe place for kids to talk about their emotions and how they feel about the world inside them and around them all the time. Ah,、oh, what a beautiful and thoughtful response,、yes. Nikita. I feel like we can probably relate. Well,、yeah. we can relate with so much of what you just said, and、mm -hmm. uh, it's really the antithesis、uh, of this of this show and our and teaching each other to listen to each other and、um, to ask the right questions of each other and ourselves, and as young women,、um, really nurture that. And so, I honor your your your.、Um, Your tribute to your mother, and、uh, yeah, I, I, I find、uh, a lot of similarities in that myself. So thanks so much for sharing that with us. I have one quick question. What? What is? Yeah. Mythicities, or whatever that word was. Antithesis. Yes. It kind of means like it embodies everything. It's like the meaning of that, of like、mm. the sum of of the. Of the situation, right?、Nice. It's like the underlying, the baseline meeting. At least that's what I meant from it.、Okay. Don't quote me on that, Webster's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no literary genius. I'm just a mom. <laughs> and quote antithesis. And quote antithesis. So、um, we had this question because we were actually having a hard time ourselves today. Yes. Talking about emotions, but what about this question? Why is talking about emotions so hard for all of us? Ooh, yeah, that's a good. Ooh, that's a good question because I am about to be thirty this year, and it's still hard for me to talk about emotions. 
with people that I'm even close to or people that I don't even know that well. I think it's hard because kind of like how the brain names itself and it's figuring itself out, you're kind of trying to figure out the world inside you and maybe you don't always have the words to explain how you're feeling. Or maybe you're just not sure of what it is that you are feeling or what emotion you can name it. And it's maybe until the moment has passed or the event has already happened that brought up the emotion that feels so confusing that you have a little clarity or you have some distance away from it. Mm. It's hard to try to figure yourself out. And also sometimes it's hard to figure yourself out when you're doing it alone. Yes. That's, I think, what makes it so really tough, at least from my perspective. And I am no professional scientist, but I definitely have at least 29 plus years of experience doing that. And in a body. as many right. times <laughs> I talk to the people, it still is hard. It's, and it puts you in a space that makes you feel vulnerable. So that's a little bit scary, a little bit open to whatever kind of critique or criticism. And that's not always fun. So I think that also makes it hard too. Did Thank I answer your you. question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's hard to put a name on some of the craziness that we feel yeah. inside. Like sometimes I'm like getting frustrated for some some no crazy reason at all and I mom you <laughs> ask me is there anything I can do to help? You want to talk about it? What are you feeling inside? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. This feels crazy though, right? Yeah. It's frustrating because sometimes like Nikita says in her book, you can be feeling all kinds of things at the same time that don't seem like they make sense together. Yes. Like like, nervous, but excited and joyful. And then like, uh. Yeah, like scared and and (laughs) anxious and fearful. Yes. Sometimes when they layer the emotions. It makes it like a giant cake that you can't just eat in one bite. Totally. <laughs> totally. That's a really great example. That's a really great metaphor. Yes, it is. Good one, Anla. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. Um, well, what, what do you think about emotions and how can they change when we talk about them in your 30 almost years of experience, Nikita? <laughs> I think change a lot based on so many factors because emotions are technically a biological response to the things that we experience. But in really simpler terms, it's how the world inside of us is responding to the world that we're around and the world that we're involving ourselves in. So emotions are going to change with different environments that we're in, with different life challenges and different life developments that we have. Teenage Nikita was definitely a lot more angry and frustrated with so many things that felt out of control compared to adult Nikita, who may still feel frustrated, but has a little bit more peace of mind or joy in understanding what experiencing the world around her, because she has gone through a couple of different events that has given her some understanding, but also taught her how to listen to the emotions a little better. These things are always going to change. There's so many things we're going to experience in life, um, even in our young life that we experience or that we feel and that we go through that we just can't ever predict. So it just makes sense that our emotions are going to change all the time. But what is great about that is that we learn all new different levels, different depths 
different widths of how our emotions are and how they can develop inside of us and in the world around us, it's always going to change, but it's going to just make our world a lot more richer, the world that we experience and the world inside of us. Oh, I love that. It's sort of like a farm. Yeah? The soil is richer. The plants grow taller when the soil is richer. Oh, Keep it going, girl. I love Sala I love the these words today. today. Thank Come you, child. On. Shine your light. <laughs> yes, poet. All right. Love that. You're gonna be the next Amanda Gorman. You'll make me so proud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. This is definitely a, an Amanda Gorman um support group. This is definitely an Amanda Gorman stan account. We love Amanda Gorman. Oh my gosh. She is the joy of in the light of my days right now. I cannot believe how much glory and 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 how talk about a woman that can really shape words of emotion, right? I mean yeah. that, she was a great example of rocked me to tears every single time I hear her speak. So um yes. Shout out Amanda Gorman. Get at us girl. Yes. Come on our show one day. We will bow down. So (laughs) you had a question here about how when they're feeling messy, right? Yeah. What if we don't like our emotions or how we're feeling? What are some ways we can change that? That funky business. Oh, yeah. That funky business. Yeah. When we get those funky emotions, I know when I get my funky emotions, it's really tough. And nowadays with the world outside feeling a lot different, feeling a little scary, feeling a little less in control, more out of control. It's really tough to deal with these funky emotions because either they go away or sometimes they don't. And sometimes they come back when you're not expecting them, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not always fun. A lot of times, I, I think it's helpful to ask a lot of I questions. Like, I am, like, why am I feeling this way? What do I feel needs to change to help me feel better. And I also think about what kind of tools do I have to help myself get out of this weird, funky space? Mm -hmm. Is it me physically removing myself that is making me feel this way, that is making me feel upset or sad? Or is it me taking time to explore myself within and ask myself some tough questions, some what and why questions? What is making me feel this weird emotion? Why do I feel this way every time this happens? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it helps to talk it out. Some people are fortunate enough to have therapists that help them work through those weird, funky emotions. And sometimes it's just finding someone that you trust to sit and listen and to sit and be present. Um, But I think it's just always helpful whenever you do have those weird, funky emotions that you don't like. Uh, to take a little bit of time, if you can, to sit with them, try to understand it, uh, and try to find new tools and try and try again if it doesn't work to get to a place that you really want to. Oh, it's always a that. process. Yeah. I, you even have asked, and you did it just today, you asked for some alone time, right? So there are some simple things that you can ask for that if you realize that's what you need, most of the grownups in your life will do their best to respect that, especially if you're able Mm -hmm. to identify it. Like, I just need some chill out time. Maybe I just need some fresh air. I just need to do some art or color or be with my pets. Something cuddly, you know, something. So maybe some ways like just from kids, you can change your emotions 
if you change your environment, sometimes that helps change your mindset. Does right? something cuddly include Rocky and Gizmo? Yes, although they're a little cold and some would consider slimy or prickly. Those are our dragon <laughs> and snake pets. They're not so oh cuddly, but Sila would cuddle them gosh. anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> that so. is so cool. I love that. Yes, that is definitely, definitely helpful. Sometimes yes. I have to put myself in time out where I yeah. know that I'm about to explode. And I'm like, I need to get a snack and I need to chill out. I need, I need a to snack. Get my favorite yes, juice. a snack. <laughs> I need mm -hmm. to slow the volcano. Yes, yeah, slow the volcano. That's right. So we've got this other question here, and I think it's something you guys both share a passion yeah. about. How can art shape our emotions? How can art shape our emotions? Thank you so much for singing that answer. Uh, <laughs> or singing that question, sorry. Uh, I think that was very beautiful, so I appreciate it. As far as art helping shape our emotions, I think before I even start that, the most important thing when it comes to assigning yourself the title as artist is understanding that you cannot make art for like years and still be an artist. You can make art every day and still be an artist. Your art can never see the light of a gallery and you are still an artist. It is definitely a way of expression and it shouldn't be uh, put or couched in a definition that is so rigid. It is all about self-expression. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. Now that we've defined artist and art, which is subject to you or how you interpret it, art definitely helps uh, shape our emotions by creating a channel, right? It's a tool. It's a platform. It's something that you can use to put your emotions into something. It doesn't always have to look the same every way that you use art to help shape your emotions. Sometimes it's an outlet for you to take a piece of canvas and slather it with paint and go Jackson Pollock crazy on it. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's you taking some clay <laughs> yeah. and making this very interesting structure that may be a dinosaur, may be a cat, depending on the angle that you have it on, because you feel like you want to pour all of this love into this medium. Art helps you express yourself in ways that words can't, and it also helps shape emotions for you when you're not necessarily understanding how you're feeling, but you want to explore in a way that maybe the words inside that you do have in your mind are not able to teach you or show you or guide you, but a canvas, a piece of clay, some origami paper... <laughs> Whatever you have in front of you can help you understand that a little more. And yes. maybe sometimes you just want to make something and put your emotions out there, and that's mm -hmm. it. And that's fine. Sometimes I even draw something on a piece of paper or try to create something with some string and an egg carton. And I don't even know what I'm making, and I'm like, what the heck is this? <laughs> but it feels good anyway, yes. right? Feels yes. good and shifts shifts your vibe or keeps you in flow so you're feeling your best self, right? Yeah. Well, I have one more question for you in honor of Black History Month. And as white girls, we are constantly trying to educate ourselves and our communities and our network and our audience as to any amazing women, but specifically black women that are making a difference. And you have certainly left your mark on us. So thank you for standing in your power 
and sharing that light with us. Who are some women, some Black women that are just really important or have become guides for you and, you know, don't need to necessarily be famous? It sounds like your mother was a great one. Oh, gosh. Um, in the literary space, it's always Toni Morrison, um, Audre Lorde. Um, I love that those Black women have taken the time to write love letters back to Black women, Black people in such beautiful language and such thoughtful ways that make me weep and that make me really challenge the way that I think about myself and I, how I experience the world. Lorna Simpson is an amazing photographer um, who is like up there in the ranks of like Gordon Parks and is just a, has done such iconic work. Beyonce, of course, um, and it's not just because of her being just like Beyonce, like being the celebrity celebrity. Yeah, she's I, doing some important work. She's doing important work, but I, I most importantly, I deeply admire her work ethic. Mm. She learning about how she has taken her craft over decades of being in the industry and is always challenging herself. Like she is her own competition. That is yeah. a benchmark that I strive to be at to make sure like I'm I'm not focused on anyone else. I'm focusing on bettering myself because I know that is what I need to be doing to make sure yes. I get to the best level of my work. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I've met so many black women along the way. I, I think I probably just got to shout out like every black woman that has gotten me to this point from friends and family, because I don't think I would be half as successful has it not been for all the black women in my walking life from school to college to even my um, involvement with like church and even in the professional fields, every black woman that has taken the time to pour into me. It is, it is only just me being successful that I say thank you and I pay it forward. They have done so much to make sure that they have like watered this flower to bloom as well oh, as she has. That's beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing yes! that with us and sharing your light with us, Nikita. It was an honor to have you on our show today. Thank yes. you for your time and for talking to Sila and I. Mm -hmm. And uh, to our friends listening, you already know the deal with a kid's book about but catch Nikita Simpson's A Book About Emotions and Color It In For Yourself. We'll be sure to drop a link in the show notes. And make and sure you know every copy looks different. Yeah, because make you can it your own. Make it your own. Yeah. Color in your own emotions. Well, thanks again, Nikita. We look forward to continuing to watch you grow and um and yeah. keeping in touch with you along the way thanks for being with us thank you so much for having me this was a joy and definitely a light in my morning and i cannot wait to tune in for future episodes to hear more people that sound like me too all right before we head out a quick shout out to the awesome friends that lend their voices to our vision at the top of each episode she sounds like me is produced by creative catalyst media llc and as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at SheSoundsLikeMe.com and find us on social at SheSoundsLikeMe so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day. 